This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of The Waiting Room. Um, This is Katie Fetzer, your host, along with my co-host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, and together we own The Wellness Studio, which is a mental health counseling private practice. We have locations on the North Shore in Covington and then also in Baton Rouge. Um, A brief disclaimer about our show, the contents of our show should not be mistaken for psychotherapy or counseling. Um, It is not intended to replace or serve as a substitute for mental health services. So if you are interested as you're listening to us, um, if you're interested in mental health professional and finding a mental health professional, you can schedule an appointment with one of our licensed mental health professionals by calling us at 225-448-3359. Or you can also call your local insurance um, provider or also your local hospital. Um, And a brief description of what the waiting room is is uh, the waiting room is your opportunity to gain insight on how we as mental health professionals apply psychology to anything from pop culture to current events and relationships and social issues. Um, Each of our episodes will be comprised of myself and Dr. Roderick and a lot of times we'll also have expert panelists to discuss whatever topic that we are um, talking about on the show. And for today's topic we are going to talk to you all about self-care and what that means and how it is defined Um, And just to kind of give a brief intro um, of of why this topic is relevant and why we're doing it, um, it is because we, you know, believe that if we are our best selves, we can accomplish almost anything. And if you are your best self, you can maybe be the one that cures cancer or you can um, you can do a lot of things. And so we would like to be able to talk about self-care and what that looks like and how that might be able to get you to the place of where you are living at your fullest potential. So we're going to take a quick break and we will be back shortly. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I am your host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, along with my co-host, Katie Fetzer. And today we are talking about self-care. There's actually a recent TED Talk where um, a psychologist is is describing self-care, and he talks about um, how much attention we pay to our physical health and how often our psychological health takes a back burner. So we're here to kind of bring it more to the forefront and talk about um, just basically what it is, defining self-care, talking about how you can incorporate self-care into your everyday life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also speaking directly to mental health professionals who are listening that may also, um, you know, we can kind of speak from experience of how to to find the time as well to find that mental health care for Mm -hmm. ourselves. We're told so often to do it too. (laughs) I know, I know. When we're in training, when we're learning, we're told... You right. Know, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. But yeah. it's easier said than done. Yeah. Because we, you know, just like everyone else, we are um, human human beings that get bogged down with life. And so how to um, be in tune with yourself, have that self-awareness to know like, okay, I have to um, get that self-care, or my, my psychological uh, health in check. And so um, whether that's incorporating it just a little each day or um, having an overall routine to make sure 
you are paying attention to it and how it then can create your best self. So we'll start with just defining self-care and what that actually means. So self-care describes the actions that an individual might take in order to reach optimal physical and mental health. It can be referred to as activities that one does um, in order to relax or attain emotional well-being, such as meditating, journaling, visiting a counselor. (laughs) Um, and, And I think a lot of people hear that and just maybe do that proverbial eye roll, like who has time for any of those things? So, um, it's not about taking hours out of your day. It could just be minutes, um, just mm-hmm. to find the time to take a, a take a check in and, and understand what's going on and maybe why you're reacting certain ways to, to people. If you are overly agitated when it really wasn't as big, maybe, um, your reaction doesn't meet, uh, what is actually happening. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, something that really sticks in my mind whenever we talk about safe self-care is also the word just or the term life balance yeah because i think the two are synonymous in order to be able to take care of yourself you have to have a good balance in your life you can't have one without the other Mm -hmm. and so you know as counselors it we look or we practice from what's called the wellness model and it's when we're looking at an individual or treating an individual and we're looking at them from a wellness perspective and looking holistically at all facets of their life. And so when you're thinking about self-care, the wellness model really applies because you're talking about your spiritual self, your emotional self, your physical self, your social self, your family self, and then your career self. So if you're looking at it as almost as like a pie chart um, or a wheel, if you're putting too much weight on one part of the wheel or one part of the chart, then the wheel doesn't turn as well. Right. And you're not able to take care of yourself as much. Right. Um, now, all of this, I know, I'm, I'm um, bad, guilty of this too. All of this is so much easier said than done because mm-hmm. we are living in a country, in a world that, um, which this is of course a good thing, but a lot of our attention is just kind of focused on achieving the next thing mm-hmm. or, um, you know, instant gratification. And there's competitiveness in, in different, you know, so it's, it's easy to kind of get into that like workaholic mode. Oh, sure. That stop and smell the roses I think is gone. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. You know? Um, everything's just so fast, I think is the word that comes by. It's fast. Yeah. And so it's hard to kind of take the time to tend to your spiritual self or your emotional self. Yeah. yeah. I think about this a lot with social media when I see people posting these like really nice family moments or, um, they're out jogging and it's a pretty day and they want to stop and take a picture of it. It's like, you know, I, and I get that they're at least stopping to reflect somewhat, but then mm-hmm. it's, then it becomes the post and it's, it's not just for yourself to sit yeah. there and take it in because it's really, you know, to, how do you absorb the experience to where it, it fills you up internally? Right. And or it's not have, meant to be an external Exactly. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, or if you have electronic device distracting you right right in the way of you you're not you're what we know as psychology professionals is your brain is not fully focused in that moment right so you're not practicing what we call mindfulness which Mm -hmm. is so crucial to self-care to begin with define mindfulness because i i think that a lot Mm -hmm. of people equate it with meditation and they think they don't have time for it right so so mindfulness is being in a, a mental state where you are present in the actual moment but you're also having a great self-awareness of your mental process so instead of like for instance and if I were to be mindful right now I'm being mindful and my mind is is consciously focused on the environment of this room the temperature the person sitting across from me what I'm doing the colors of the wall the ceiling the type of the the time of day if the sun's out if it's raining I'm literally looking and being mindful of of the moment I'm in because Mm -hmm. what am I doing I'm talking about the present right Mm -hmm. 
when we're not being mindful, we're constantly focusing on future or on past. And so we're not, quote, living in the moment. And mindfulness has is, is been described as a form of meditation, but it's very different from other forms of meditation um, that bring you into a different level of your consciousness. So mindfulness is a very conscious meditation activity. And it's a very great way to learn to be kind of in that moment. It's interesting. The day today that we're recording this podcast is the day of the eclipse Mm -hmm. when everybody has been talking for weeks now about going outside and being very mindful, protecting your eyes, um, where you are in the Mm -hmm. country that you're observing the eclipse. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a great point. Yeah, it's just interesting to to me. Why only today are we doing that? Exactly. Why are we only choosing today to be mindful and to go look at the sun? We should, on other days, decide to, to be, mindful be mindful and just go look at but the sky. But just make sure you wear the protective eye gear. Yeah. Just got to say that. Yes. Disclaimer. Um, but you know but, what, though? I'm glad that you bring that up because it's a really good example of, you know, we are being told to go look outside and be mindful. But what about the, any other day? Right. Why right. don't we take the time, time. to smell mm-hmm. the roses? Exactly. I don't have any roses in my house. Well, That's probably why. But no, um, but really, just take that time to enjoy. Because, and again... Your success is on a continuum for you. It doesn't mean that it's financial success or, um, you know, just kind of what success has been defined in our society. But the things that you're proud of, mm-hmm. your accomplishments, if you have, it, I to me, I think the biggest accomplishment would be to have some type of garden, like not or, to bring back the roses mm-hmm. again. But I think that takes your time and your energy and something that you cultivate and to be able to, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy that. Yeah. Which and I, I, it's interesting that you mentioned that, because as a side note, I've read that gardening and things like that can, those sort of mental exercises and physical exercises can prevent things like Alzheimer's. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. I mean, yeah. there. I feel like a lot of the times we see and read these articles, but then we just kind of keep moving on and toss it aside. Yeah. But there's so much truth behind, um, you know, those little activities and taking the time to do those things for yourself that that really incorporate that into your part of your quote self-care plan, um, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I think kind of the way that we're talking about this is um, hopefully going to be able to transcend into some listeners lives, but we're going to talk about it first in in the mental health community and how mental health professionals use self-care and hopes that it can be applied to really anybody and everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whether you work or you're a stay at home mom or stay at home parent, I should say, um, or of any age too, uh, maybe this is something that you can listen to and make a self-care plan to start Yeah, Yeah. taking care of yourself. You know, I can speak for myself as a mental health professional. Um, you know, when I'm in and working in, in the office and I'm, you know, back to back with sessions, I'm spending so much time being so mindful in that session because it's really about the person that I'm working with Mm -hmm. and it's not about me. Mm -hmm. And so what I find is, is my life does go in this back burner. So when Mm -hmm. I come home from a work day, I feel as if I have so many things that are just knocking on the door waiting for me, whether it's, Mm -hmm. um, exercise or running errands or making dinner to do lists. Yes. And, and so I find that if I don't prioritize some of that and do it in very small, tangible bites, um, my weekends get consumed with it and I'm not spending my weekend doing any of the quality time Mm -hmm. things that I want to do. Right. Or being mindful or being mindful, focusing on to do lists. Right. 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 Which is why, um, so many, you know, if, if, and Dr. Roderick mentions a good point because this is why the mental health profession has a lot of emphasis on self-care. Cause mm-hmm. we, for those of that you, for those of you that don't know, when you're becoming a mental health professional, whichever route you take, whether it's counseling, psychiatry, social work, um, a big component of our training and our education is self-care. How are you going to take care of yourself? Cause if you think about it, 
every day we're working with someone on their problem, which can be so intense. It could be very be, heavy, sure. Uh, really serious trauma they went through. Um, it could be someone that um, has very, very severe, you know, depression or anxiety. So it's a lot of, it's very weighted sure. emotionally. And sure. so it makes sense that our profession would have a big focus on self-care. And so we're going to hopefully talk about some of those things and how it's kind of achieved in, in mental health mm-hmm. in hopes that it can be applied to others. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a, a good place to start um, was what I mentioned in terms of the wellness model is first of all, looking, taking a step back and looking at your life as a whole and the different areas of your life and looking at what areas need to be attended to, right? Whether it's your spiritual self, your emotional self, your physical self, your social self, your family, or your career and looking at those areas and asking, where do I need to take care of myself in each of these areas? Yeah. Or I think what you had kind of, we're going to get to was maintaining awareness of stressors in those areas. Yeah. Stressors are even, um, positive things. So like say you, you're focused on your work and, um, you have reached a lot of milestones and you've gotten to a really good place, but then you don't maybe, um, you're not taking it in or you're not still feeling complete. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's a time to take a step back and say, okay, I've put so much energy into this one thing. What have I let fall by the wayside? So it's not necessarily that the energy is going to something negative. It's just, it's gotta be balanced. Balanced. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And for those of you that are listening and are saying, okay, we'll get to the point. It's easier (laughs) said than done. Um, Some of the most, what we're going to talk about are, are things that have been researched and shown as evidence-based practices. So some of the most effective practices in achieving just overall emotional um, self-care and overall balance. And one of them, Dr. Rodrigue mentioned earlier is meditation, mindfulness. Um, Journaling is another great exercise and way to kind of be able to gather thoughts, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also visiting a counselor. So all of those and exercise, of course. Yeah. Um, But all of these are evidence-based practices that have shown to be effective in self-care right um and as we're talking about this i have to mention the if you were in the grocery store recently and looking at the um the aisle where time magazine sits you know they have time magazines at the checkout grab one because um of course when this airs i don't know if it's gonna be too (laughs) late but there's a time magazine and the cover is a girl meditating and it's the title of it is being mindful and the entire time magazine was dedicated to different practices in achieving, you know, a state of emotional well-being, physical well-being, and also taking care of yourself. And all of these things that we're talking about now are mentioned in there. Um, so how would one start off with, um, choosing a self-care plan for them? Do you think? Well, I think obviously consulting with a mental health care professional um, yeah, that to, can be to identify what your needs are based very specifically on mm-hmm. on uh, where you are in your life with your with your work, with your family, with your friends, with all those elements of the well-being. Because like Katie said, counselors are trained in the wellness model. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have that objective bird's eye view of what's going on and maybe some areas that we do need to refocus. Um, I think and if you go a couple episodes back when we had our um, pediatric sleep consultant on Katie Dallimore, talking about sleep and talking to your healthcare provider about sleep, adequate sleep. Um, I can speak from my own experience when I'm just a little off kiltered with it. It does. It throws off the way I focus. Mm-hmm. It throws off my um, ability to have patients, uh, a lot of different things. So yeah. I think, uh, sleep is one of the first things to look at. Um, and that, that maybe we can start to adjust, um, kind of right at the gate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you said it, um, a good recommendation that you gave was visiting a mental health professional because it is a, you know, people always think 
that they should visit a mental health professional when they're when going through a bad, hard time yeah. or when something's wrong. But really, one of our um, philosophies is that we aim for prevention yep. and early intervention instead of mm-hmm. having to intervene later whenever right. things are have gotten worse. Right. And so this, what we're talking about really is a preventative measure and yeah. you can have maybe just three sessions. I was, you, you said, I was, three you said the words out of my mouth. I was supposed to say, yeah. don't think that you're going to go, because some people, I think one of the, um, apprehensions to counseling is this is something I'm going to have to do for the rest of my or life. It's going to cost, it's going to cost me money. a lot of money. No, right. it could just be two or three sessions. Yes. And if you're sitting down, if you're looking at this proactively and you know, you know, when you have that gut feeling, I can't put my finger on it, but I just feel off. Um, that a, a mental health counselor right. would be the perfect person to help. To help look at all these yeah. areas. Um, and it, I think this is the reason that's such a good uh, place to start that you mentioned is because there's no way on this podcast, for example, that we can come up with a plan that's going to be a cookie cutter plan right. that's going to apply Work to for all. Everybody. Yeah. Because you have to think about each individual and your own spiritual needs, your cultural needs, your family needs. Everyone is different. And so I think we're generally speaking... In, in certain practices that can help you, which mm-hmm. is that meditation can help, um, exercising, visiting a counselor. All of these are great ways to be able to start taking care of yourself and not feeling bad about it. Right. So talk, let's talk a little bit about that too and how a lot of the times we're made to feel guilty when we spend time for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that comes from a, a multiple different sources. I yeah. think definitely culturally and, and, and socially mm-hmm. that's, that's not, you know, we're not supposed to, we're, sp- especially as women. I mean, we can yeah. speak as being women, um, that we should be the ones that are sacrificing for our families. Um, and that, um, I, I, I think too, that maybe some people think, well, I don't really know. Like if I can't figure it out, how can a counselor help me figure it out? And I always say that a counselor is the best person because of that objectivity. Mm-hmm. They have no skin in the game. You know why, right. you know, they want to be that person that you can think of things so many different ways and times, but you're so in the weeds. Right. I always tell my clients, I am working myself out of a job with you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because exactly. I'm working to get you out of here to, for you to graduate, for you to achieve goals. Right. And at that point, you'll no longer need me or need right. counseling. So that's a beauty of, uh, of counseling is that you can kind of trust in that. Um, if you do find the right counselor for you, that they, like Mary Catherine said, they don't have any skin in the game. Right. And no one's immune to, to, to not being able to figure everything out for themselves. I think that, um, when you talk about feeling guilty that they're not doing something right, it's not about being right or wrong. Life is so complex. We have so many elements of life that get thrown at us that we could have not predicted. We did not plan for. And so it's about getting, like Katie said, getting ahead of it, being proactive, as to coming up with a plan on how to tackle these hurdles. And then the biggest thing, this is something about, you know, when you're worried about being in counseling your whole life, the goal is to learn that skill set that then can easily be applied when the hurdles come up again. I always mm-hmm. tell people that we could chase triggers all day long or we mm-hmm. could tackle one specific hurdle, but really I, it's about teaching the individual that self-empowerment to apply the skills to be able to overcome, because um, your life's going to get complex again, mm-hmm. you know? Right. No, Absolutely. And I think too, um, you know, something that you, you know, I think we're going to get into was knowing that, um, just doing simple steps, uh, such as taking breaks throughout your day, uh, that would be a mindfulness exercise too, but taking those short mental breaks, yeah. as like we call them. And it might be just like stepping away from your desk, walking outside and sitting on a bench, yeah. um, without your phone, by the way, we should say <laughs> without your phone. Yeah. Um, but taking, and it wouldn't be a mental break if you had your phone with you. Right. 
Um, but that's a really good tip is try to structure your day where you can take five minute breaks here and there, because Mm -hmm. what's happening is you're letting your brain slow down so that it's not in constant like process mode or it's being stimulated. And so that's a a kind of a a useful tool that I think could be applied to anyone if we are going to give away any yeah. Tools. Yeah. Well, and also the the one time I think that it'd be okay to use your phone, there are some great apps out there that have guided imagery. Oh, true. And what that is, is yeah. um, there's one called the Meditation Room that's been around for years. And that actually has two minute breaks up to 30 minute breaks, I think. And it has all these different scenarios. Um, and it's just um, something that you listen to. You can close your eyes and just the, the person that's giving the the guided imagery is walking you through a scenario, whether that's, you know, along a beach or in a field or whatever, but it helps you visually get to a place of relaxation Mm -hmm. and it can be very short. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, that's called the meditation room. Yeah. So that's a, that is a good point that if you are going to use your phone, um, look for an app because there are apps out there that, you know, counselors do endorse, but there's also some that we don't. And so again, talk to your mental health professional. Um, but that's a good tip to go and look into that as well. And, you know, I think to looking at, um, some self-care tips that are given from our actual code of ethics, mm-hmm. uh, it, these are some that are just applied to mental health professionals, but of course we're talking about them because we think that it can be applied to others as well. Um, and it's first of all, just knowing that balance is going to really be a key to any sort of self-care regimen that you're using. And so first achieving that overall life balance and putting attention where it needs to be put, such as maybe it's your spiritual self, um, which maybe could be even just needing to explore that part of yourself. Maybe you haven't explored that part of yourself yet in your identity. Um, and of course, just taking the time to be mindful. Uh, and this, this, these things of course can be applied to mental health professionals, but also to anyone and everyone really. Yeah. So we hope that these tips here and there have been helpful. If you would like to talk about this more or are interested in finding a mental health professional, definitely call your local hospital, your look at your insurance panel, or you can also, um, contact us at the wellness studio at 225-448-3359. We are going to take a quick break and come back and wrap up and we will be back shortly. And now, today's Manners Minute. Maybe the reason we have not been able to improve our education system is because its troubles are the result of society's brokenness. As we continue to crumble in moral decay, our school system continues to deteriorate. Think about the societal factors that affect the ability of students to learn. Single-parent homes, poverty, overindulgence, vulgar language, grandparents raising grandchildren, 24-hour television, lack of respect for authority, video games, unsafe neighborhoods, and parents choosing not to parent. Perhaps the only way to repair our education system is to repair our society, beginning with each of us. We are all educators. When a child hears the words we speak or sees the actions we take, we teach life lessons. The first question we must ask, what am I teaching children? When we accept that we're each responsible, we can fix this mess we're in. For the sake of the next generation, choose respect. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, along with my co-host, Katie Fetzer. And on this episode, uh, 19 of The Waiting Room, we were discussing self-care, defining it, talking about how to maybe implement it into your life, but also how to seek out the help of mental health professionals um, in your journey, in your process, and to, to finding a great and healthy life balance that works 
for you. So uh, we want to thank you for listening. You can check us out on iTunes and podcast225.com. For more information about our practice, the wellness studio, you can visit www.surprisinglywell.com. And we'll be right back at you with episode 20. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a Podcast225.com production. 